Willkommen, Svenja. It's good, good to have you here. How are you? Thanks. I'm doing great. Happy International Women's Day, right? This is being aired on International Women's Day. Absolutely. So happy. happy International Women's Day. Let's let's go. Let's celebrate. You know, it's a perfect oh. time to like talk about what you guys are doing. Um, and but before we kind of like go into the whole like suiting up the new generation of women in business, which is a pretty cool topic, if I must say so myself. Um, I, I think it's important to like, you know, we're, we're a sports startup, you know, we got to talk about sports and a little birdie told me, or maybe it was like some sort of like, you know, social media, I don't know, but you were a former D1 athlete. So you kind of like have to share your sports story with us. How did it yeah. all begin? How did it begin? It began quite early. So um, I was quite young. I, I played tennis, right? So I went um, for tennis or played tennis professionally. And it started super young. My parents moved to like a new town and then they started to pick up tennis and I was always around the courts. Yeah. I think I had like first lesson when I was four or whatever. And um, yeah, I played my entire childhood. And then at, I think I was like 14 when I was playing some regional um, tournaments like Northern Germany or something, nice. some championship, and um, there was a scout. And then I got scouted like really, really early for the US. Hmm. And I was quite young in doing my high school in Germany. So, yeah, um, yeah, I got scouted when I was like 14, 15, and then went over to the US and played for Idaho State University. So, Big go. Sky Conference, a D1 school. Um, played started like in 2012 and played there for four years and it was really really cool started um, quite low on the roster like I, I, I in my first year I played like number five and six in the starting lineup yeah. and then the last years I played one and two and it was it was really really cool right like I mean I think yeah. everyone knows it a bit that plays like high school sports in Europe it's not as valued or as it is in the US right so it was yeah. always a hard time combining tournaments with school and all that stuff and then going over to the u.s and actually being like paid and on a full scholarship and traveling every weekend and having physical therapy and training six times a week and right it was really really cool right. and yeah it was it was a good time it was hard like it was really really exhausting yeah. but it was really fun. yeah no i can so i can imagine though like you know just just of course like i've been in the u.s too but uh, at a later later age when my athlete career was 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 over but uh but i mean like it must be quite incredible just being part of like a d1 school as well like you know that actually have the resources you know because obviously you know yeah. that that's a huge factor as well and like getting that scholarship but but yeah like what was some of the sort of like the key lessons you you learned from like just going like leaving germany you know and just going to the u.s as well you know at that age kind of yeah. early it, yeah, it was really early. I think it's just, I mean, it, it's just independence, right? Like, I'm, <clears throat> I think it's quite um, good or, I mean, for most people, it's quite beneficial. If you go that far away at, at a young age, you have to be, like, you have to just grow up qu pretty quickly and you're on, on your own and stuff like that. And it was really, it was really, really cool. And just, I mean, the, the tennis as well, right? You really grow mentally if you play all these games the whole time, like have really, really good opponents right like right. I, was, yeah. I used to I mean if you play on a certain level in Europe the level is just different in college sport right and yeah. especially if you want so you grow really really quickly as an athlete and also the strength training and stuff like that right I've never like 
in, in Europe, it's quite technical, right? Like tennis is, or how you're taught tennis is really, really technical in Europe. Yeah. And especially in Germany, and I did like, I mean, we had like conditioning weeks and I would do like conditioning a couple times a day, but usually on the tennis court. So it was really cool to like add that intense, like strength training. Like we were in the gym every morning, right? which was not so great at 5.30, but <laughs> um, it was quite cool to just like also build that strength up and like combine those those two so it was really fun and like a super super steep learning curve and just like changing as an athlete and it was right. yeah um what what all you can do and there's really no limits i would say like it really boosted my self-confidence and being able to grow that quickly as an athlete and have that success and stuff like that so i would say like that self-confidence and self-reliance and perseverance as well right like right. i think it's also in entrepreneurship nowadays it's it's quite useful to be able to pull back kind of from from the sports career to have that perseverance and yeah just trust yourself and know know your abilities right no i mean like it's it's highly relate relatable i guess and you can bring a lot of you know what you learned uh in your early early days as an athlete and i think it, you know it's just like having that athlete background like the commitment the dedication like the perseverance you know, the willing to go further than everyone else. I mean, like I wasn't a D1 athlete, so I can't really, you know, put that up. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. And now you sort of like, you know, start your own little venture, uh, you know, and why don't you, why don't you share? I mean, like, it's going to be big, you know, we're going to talk a about that. But uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell a little bit about, uh, you know, the company, you know, what it's all about and, uh, and sort of like how it came to life and what's your sort of like ambitions with the, the company. Yes. Um, yeah. So maybe like also secting from that sports career, right? Like, so I was really, really sports focused. And then obviously like after, after the sports career, um, focused a little more than on the business side and economics and did my master's and stuff yep. and then started in the corporate world. And right. I actually went into consulting and you have to dress really like it's a very male dominated environment it's very like similar to the sporting industry right it's quite male dominated it's um it's quite ambitious it's very very formal and um i went in there and did my first interviews and stuff like that and there was nothing out there to wear and i was like what the heck like what are <laughs> what are young professionals supposed to wear like am i supposed to wear only these like super cheap zara blouses that do not look great if you go to a right. client where you cost the client like a a lot of money a day and yeah, um, yeah. or these like boss suits right which is also not great if you're starting out and yeah. so really like starting out in the formal formal environment there and then i talked to marita and you know marita my co-founder and um, yeah we had a we had a vacation together and we we're like just talking about it because i was like i don't know what to wear like do you have any <laughs> good brands or any ideas like this is horrible i feel really uncomfortable in the stuff yeah. i'm usually wearing she was like, no. And then we just asked around and we we're like, okay, there, I think there's really nothing out there. And then that's why we decided to start Singman. So we really want to be that go-to place for, for professional women yeah. um, to have that confidence and just like also be a signaling factor, right? Like young professional women or all professional women are supposed to be there, right? And are supposed yeah. to um fulfill their careers and be ambitious right because it's a lot of times also looked down upon if, if a woman is then too ambitious right and right. not likable enough and all these like different things that you have to navigate a little bit in the professional workplace right. 
yeah. so yeah that's our ambition to just really be that place and just show the world like yeah young women are supposed to be here and ambitious women are supposed to be here and we all are supposed to succeed and have a little more diversity in our leadership and as all that should. stuff so as they that's the solution as they oh, should that, exactly. that's awesome and i, I mean like it, I think you touched upon a really interesting point too, of, of sort of like that that starting base of of women, right, going into business, and and I mean like even like the young generation of like you know, I mean like yeah, you want to dress well, you know, especially going into the corporate world and like the business side of things, and and there's certain demands too, I guess, in 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 this sector too of of dressing well, and I mean like you can't just go right on Boss and Burberry and you know all these these crazy yeah. brands. I mean like going up with like a student loan and like you know probably like an entry level salary. I mean like I know some corporate roles are paying you really well even early, but you know you gotta you gotta build your way up. So I think it, it, you you touch upon something of like finding something unique right and something that that clearly wasn't wasn't there um and and as a brand focusing you know specifically on business women and sort of like i guess like the, the more younger uh the people that are sort of like entering the industry as well what have been some of the you know key learning lessons of crafting sort of like the perfect the perfect piece i guess you know in a sense so far <laughs> I think the perfect, like how we approach it, right? Like Sangwon is also what Sangwon means is confident, right? So it's a it's an right. adjective that means confident. And yeah. that's how we also design our pieces. So it's always this notion of confidence because we want women to just like, I believe women already have the self-esteem and we have the voice, right? Yeah. You just yeah. need to like, need to have the room in order to be heard. And yeah. sometimes it can really, we want to just create this jacket and the suit and the blouse and the power casual right that can just accompany you into the room so you're bold enough and you just have that little extra boost and have that little confidence so it's really like all our pieces all our garments are really always focused on confidence and on being yep. bold and just have that little like extra uniform a little bit in some sense of women that just know what they want and they can go after it and that's that's what it's supposed to like carry with you in the workplace for everyone that for all of our customers and um, yep. yeah, I would say the perfect piece is also just designing pieces that work like also in a functional way, right? Like right. most designers right. design for looks and a lot of times like, especially consulting, especially also the sporting industry, yeah. you're maybe, you're about like, if you were basketball, right? Coach or whatever, you're on the sidelines, you're in your suit, you need to be able to move. You need to be able to com be comfortable. If you're a consultant that you maybe fly at six in the morning, then you're sitting there forever. And yeah. then in the evening you have a client and or whatever, you still need to look nice. So it's really also that functionality that most designers don't even think about or don't even consider or being right. able to jump on a bike or whatever, right? In order to yeah. bike to work. So I would say those are the two biggest things for me that that make a perfect piece if it's this this confidence because it's just a cool style and you feel like yep. yourself plus uh, the functionality of actually being able to wear it and actually being able to move and do your thing without it being in your way and i guess like the functionality aspect of it is it, it, kind of important you know and i'm thinking you know especially for like i mean like i even know my like myself from like uh, a male perspective you know of, like yeah. I, I want also like you know i want comfortable stuff i'm literally like wearing a new shirt which is just like have like this tech element to it so it just feels like amazing and i'm like this is what i want my shirts to be like you know 
and and like i think like having those sort of like you know thinking about like the new generation and new future like you need to have that um you know comfortable element to it and just like the you know how do you use this garment or this piece you know throughout the day wherever you are going and and i think you brought up like very something interesting too of like you know coaches you know like looking good on the sideline while you know uh, you know, having the, the matches, but also having the functionality and the ability to move, do their task without being like, you know, restrained by, by any, any elements like that. And, and, and I think that's, that, that's very, very important. And, and looking into like, of course, the, um, the sport business industry and sort of like the active lifestyle of, of, of uh, these women. I mean, like you were the former, D, like you're a former D1 athlete. Uh, you know, you wanted, you probably, you know, did your work or something after as well. And I guess like you wanted to look good. So um, is, is this something you kept in mind for, for the sanguine suits? And, and if so, sort of like in what way, like if we think like more about like those sport business, you know, women out there and, and then I kind of like, you know, probably going in the gym in the morning and then, then, you know, have work and maybe like as coaches or, or, you know, on the business side and then maybe, you know, leaving and, and want to like have a good time with their friends after or whatever they, they want to do like how is how is sanguine sort of like working on this yeah so i think for like for sure it's also like i'm it's it's us right like i mean i'm also in some ways like selfishly designing these pieces which are based like on an active lifestyle right or yeah. which can work for athletes and especially people in the sporting industry because I mean, I, I know it myself, right? Like as an athlete, you usually don't have the usual petite like muscle sizes that like all brands design for, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, like nowadays my muscles are not that big anymore. <laughs> I'm sure they're great, sure they're great. <laughs> but when you like, you just do have different shoulders, you do have different calves, you have thighs that don't fit in these like petite jeans that are made for yeah like really small women right that don't have those muscle groups so for sure in that sense i'm also like we're also just selfishly like also marita <laughs> also, like, also selfishly just right. able to or want to provide garments that work for different body types right and that yeah. are not yeah. that restricting so we actually work a lot with like also what i said in the functionality piece right also the versatility so waistbands and a little more elastic stuff right so that it just right. works for different body types and it's not just for like uh, petite women and whatever. And I think yeah. also like in, in terms of the rest, right? And uh, I think actually I, I love athletic women and I love designing for them and thinking about them and just these pieces. I think it's actually like regardless of industry, it's, it's really cool if you can have these pieces that actually give you confidence and yeah. then you wanna wear from like everywhere, right? That are this right. versatility that you can go to dinner and go to drinks and whatever. Well, hopefully at some point we're allowed again. But um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's going to happen, you know, in, 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 eventually, 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 hopefully in 2021. Let's, let's see. <laughs> hoping for 2023. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, I'm also very optimistic that we're soon, soon back out there. But um, yeah, for sure. I think that this active lifestyle, right? That's also what makes you feel good. If you have that active lifestyle and if you're yep. bouncing around, if it can work and you're not just wearing cheap polyester that also starts smelling no if you i mean right. especially if you're coaching or if you're active and you move around right like how many right. blazers that actually work because they never worked for me right because yeah. you are you're sweating and whatever and the cheap plastic is just not going to do it for you you're not going to keep that on all day so no, for um, sure. yeah. it's for sure like interesting to consider and interesting to think about how we can make it better 
No, for sure. And I mean, like, just talking a little bit about, uh, like, what is sort of the range of uh, clothing and, and pieces that you guys are offering so far and sort of like what has been sort of like the, um, what, what is sort of like the, the range, I guess, as well, in, in a sense of like, you know, thinking about, okay, how do you make it, um, you know, relevant and affordable for, for those, those people as well? Because I think if there's, you know, if there's people tuning in here now and like, you know, listening as well, and, and I'm sure there are, are a lot that are just like, okay, this might fit for me, then, you know, where do I find it? Like, what is it, what is the range? And like, how, like what, what makes sense, you know, for, for someone like these, these sport business women or, or these business women to, 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 to look good in their business journey? Yeah, so I think it's, I mean, it's everyone, what we don't ever want to do is tell women what to wear, right? So the goal really of Sangwen is also to just provide cool options that you can really make yourself and that you can find yourself in and have these like capsule things that can actually work for everyone. So yeah. it's it's never that we are like, you need to wear this in order to look professional because that's, that's right. what we've been doing for too long and it's not really working for anyone, right? And that yeah. way nobody also feels confident right now like our current range we right now we started quite i mean we're also young right so we started our first collection last year and yeah. that's also the one we currently have and um, which is a lot more formal so right now we started really with like the formal stable pieces that i believe everyone it's just nice to have like it's really that's also what our customer says if you just have this one like for example i'm wearing like the oversized like blazer if you just have one like black suit or our navy suit and it's just ready to go right yeah. whatever happens like if you have an online even zoom meeting and you just can't throw something on so you just look just a little bit more presentable yeah. and a little more professional yeah. it goes a long way right like it's actually we sometimes underestimate how much influence it actually makes if you you, you seem a little older right which is also always in a male-dominated industry for young women it's sometimes you feel really young and you feel really female so it's sometimes yeah. nice to just have that little professional right. kick and i say like but whatever people feel comfortable in right like if it's yeah. power casual that's that's going to be our next collection which is coming out in april so we have a lot of products nice. launching in april and yeah. it's going to be all this like power casual which is also going to be a little more fun like a little more jumpsuits a little more like spring vibes and like cool blouses and stuff so it can also really and I'm, I'm in love with this power casual right because you can yeah. really dress up or down with like a jean or if you want to like go full on and just throw like business pants on then it's like a complete professional right so this power casual i feel like can always work and it's really <laughs> it's such a nice like thing to go to because you look really really sophisticated and presentable yeah. and like you really have your own style but it's actually quite easy tweaks and it's yeah. just like a, like good quality pieces that are that right. are good and affordable and um it's just easy to, like it's a good easy hack and that's also ultimately what we want right we don't want to yeah. have people like standing in front of their closets thinking for 20 minutes about what to wear right we right. want to be the, the capsule that's just easy like it should just so people don't have to think about it for too long you can just go after the career they want right because that's yeah. ultimately what we want to support that women just go after the careers and don't think about dressing for hours and hours because they just have something that works so yeah right. i would say that's that's always a nice i'm a big fan of this like slightly sophisticated power casual yeah no i mean like makes a total sense i think it's like your focus as well on making it more uh how can i say a personal i guess like sort of like you know tweaking it based on your your premises and what you like and what you you know, kind of like your personal preferences. I think it makes a lot of, a lot of sense, right? Because every every woman out there, every person out there is different, right? And they have different, you know, goals, different ambitions, different uh, objectives, and different 
personalities and, and styles that they like and sort of like tweaking that but still you know have have sort of like the the foundation i guess as you were as you were as you were talking about uh, but but let's let's talk about like you know as we both know being an entrepreneur is challenging i don't know i th think we can just you know conclude with that you know? very smooth right over here <laughs> i mean like, <laughs> i'm mean, like everything is perfect i guess right yeah there's, there's no perfect. challenges there's no challenges being an entrepreneur no. we said no. it uh especially during a pandemic there's no no challenges at all um <laughs> but on a serious note like what have you learned like sort of like so far being an entrepreneur during the pandemic you know specifically and and how have you sort of like overcome those challenges that you've been facing so far yeah i'm not sure i overcame them yet but you're working um, on it though <laughs> i'm working on it trying trying to stay no, i'm sure you have um i think it's 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 interesting no because i think entrepreneurship in itself it's always like it's supposed to be hard like it's it's an act of creation right so i think it's supposed to be hard you're supposed to have all these challenges um but it's it's always a lot of uncertainty i think no matter when and in what economic condition and what's like weather whatever you start right even if everything is perfect you you have a lot of uncertainty with starting any endeavor yeah. and that aspect i found like the most challenging with the pandemic right because mm. that uncertainty just gets doubled and tripled and 10x yeah. right yeah. because you're just like what the heck is happening like you can't even <laughs> How long a lockdowns going on for right. supply chains right because we have a physical product so it's also supply chains it's reproduced also in developing countries and we have really cool ngo partners i haven't talked about that but we also produce very sustainable and all that stuff mm. and, and there's a lot of women in our supply chain we have pima run factories and all that stuff and they're really struggling to keep everyone employed right so it's yep. it's it's a lot like it's a lot of uncertainty it's a lot of um, challenges on on all parts and I mean the biggest lesson is again resilience right it's really yep. the that's always the number one lesson and I think that's um, especially what makes entrepreneurs or breaks them right it's if you continue finding solutions and then the next stone gets thrown at you and you just continue finding solutions instead of like putting your hand and head in the sand right. and I think if you just yeah you just need to continue doing that and i think that's if you need a day off and just sit in the dark room for a minute and that's yeah. what so that then day takes, right? yeah. and then you pick it back up the next day but yeah. um yeah i would say that's that's for sure the biggest challenge just not knowing when to be able like just also production planning for us like right. how our logistics because over christmas like logistics just in europe also completely broke not even just logistics in the supply chain but then also yeah. from warehouse to customer right yeah um, and obviously we're in the business of business wear so even though we design for every like we design for professional women no matter where they work but yeah. it's obviously still like business wear right and people are not at home and then like talking about the whole topics and creating products that are more casual and creating products that work a little better so there's um i think i think that ch the challenges of uncertainty and the challenges of being more agile than you would ever have to be otherwise i think were the biggest but i think it also makes for a very very strong business case yep. like i mean we always say that but if you survive 20 what 20 and 2021 and um, as a business wear company i think that, <laughs> i don't know what else is gonna you, gonna you can survive anything you know after yeah that. <laughs> i i hope yeah i really hope so and i think 
that's really really true and it's it's also made like i think we've reviewed a lot more stuff more thoroughly than we otherwise would have right. we have like um looked at revenue streams in a different way we have created community in a different way and yep. just everything around like i think the whole setup um was a lot more solid than it would have otherwise been yeah and we're just also a lot more agile and ready to change directions just because we've done it like from the get-go we had to change direction we had to be agile right away like from the first year because we never existed before a pandemic right so yeah. we got born into right away being super agile so mm. yeah, yeah I would no, say, it's a really uh, really valuable point and i think like at the end of the day it's adapt or die right That's yeah what it comes yeah. down to you know it's uh it really, it really is especially as a startup you know it's like literally adapt or die you know if you don't adapt adapt to the challenges and, and the elements that are facing you then you know you're probably just gonna run out of cash or out of resources or, or time and that's sort of like what every you know startup and entrepreneur is is facing you know i mean like we, we've been doing the same thing you know it's uh at, at a different you know perspective but still a lot of the challenges are the same right like if you don't you know go out there and you listen and you try to like figuring out how do we solve you know the current challenges that are here in order to overcome it uh and and i mean like i i completely agree the uncertainty factor like that's that's a huge element so i mean like for from my side i was like i just tried to focus as much as i can on what i can <laughs> do something yeah. with and then I ignore <laughs> I don't ignore it but I just like don't spend as much time on it anymore because I remember like a lot in the beginning I was like you know my my emotions were like so up and down because I was like <laughs> impacted by every little thing that was happening right I was like okay we we got a meeting hooray and then like something shit happened and I was like you know up and down up and down. I was like now I'm just like you know trying to like balance it out way more and and that's like essentially well, based on what you're talking about right that's sort of like uncertainty and yeah. I think we're also because we're on a very similar timeline right i think usually within the entrepreneurship journey i think everyone gets to the point where you just have to detach a little bit the person because it's so personal no like it's really your baby and you're yeah. the fake and you're like it's almost like one-on-one -on -one, but i feel like because we started in like kind of rough times i think we had to learn that lesson a little earlier of not taking everything so personal not yeah. being so like intertwined right like to just be able to also still be a very valid human being without that has like the right. value in itself without like the ups and downs and this like especially the downs that are a little more severe in a in a freaking pandemic and then lockdown and then economic crisis right yeah. and i think that it's probably a good I think every entrepreneur learns it eventually. I think uh, usually it comes a little later because in the beginning it's just, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more. We, uh, we just sped up the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I think, I mean, we're just, yeah, it's, it's always, I think it's always this, like my mentor, I have a really, really cool mentor who's a, um, yeah, a huge businessman from, from London. And he also says like, it's really like this, this, huge act of creation right and it always involves sacrifices and pain yeah. you just have to be able to manage that pain and the earlier you learn that and how you manage that sacrifice and what what you are able to give without being completely without losing yourself completely yeah then um, then you're on a good road but it's 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 for sure a challenge 
No, I mean, like that, that's pretty much spot on. And he sounds like a smart, smart guy and, and mentor to have, have with you. I mean, like, it's good to have, have people like, like that around you, uh, you know, like that can guide you a little bit and, and be part of the journey. Because I mean, like, we're, we're both young. We were, you know, kind of like starting this pretty, pretty early. And I think that that goes back, you know, to, to our, our, our final question. I mean, like, I can't believe we're almost, you know, at the end of this this conversation i mean like we could probably go on for like hours but i mean i'm gonna spear all the women out there so they don't have to listen to me more than necessary um but um but you've been obviously getting a lot of tips uh from like your mentors and people around you but from your side like what tips do you have for any inspiring you know sport business business women that are trying to find their journey in the business world, especially in today's situation, like what kind of advice or, or guidance can you give to them from your side? Mm, that's, a, that's a great question. I think like for everyone, maybe like I can split it up a bit for, for the people that are really just starting out and are really like maybe a bit unsure of where to go and what to do next. Yep. I would say, don't be afraid of just experimenting. I feel like I see it so often also like, um, I'm also, in, the mentor of a couple of people that are just getting out of university and everyone often thinks like the first job has to be the perfect one right or you have to like land this grand grand thing and especially if you're young and just graduated right you have so much life left yeah. like there's so much time to just experiment and all this um unnecessary pressure especially like from a lot of big business schools right it's like you have to land this like insane um corporate name and then you're good and you have to do that all before you're 24 and yeah. it gets that right and it's really i would say just experiment like just see what if you have really no idea what interests you just see where like what conversations are you having where your heart beats a bit faster right like yeah. follow follow your passion a little bit like follow what interests you follow follow where you want to speak up if there's certain um topics in class certain subjects where you just notice yourself like raising your hand a little more right like talking right. a little more like follow yeah. that follow that it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be this burning passion and purpose right. that everyone always talks about right, right. It, it, it starts simpler and it becomes a burning passion and purpose right yeah. and it grows into that it doesn't just from the get-go is there so that i would say just experiment and try to get in tune with yourself and don't take it too serious is i would say what what i would say to people that are a bit uncertain for the people that know where they want to go and maybe are already in the corporate world or are in the in their jobs in the sporting environment and yep. are doing it, right. I would say um, don't hold back. I see a lot of like also in in the corporate job I was at, right? Because it can sometimes be very daunting if you're usually in rooms with old white men, right? If that's your normal environment, that was my yep. normal environment for a very long time. And yep. it's sometimes like a bit difficult to speak up or it's it's difficult to really like show everything you've got because it's obviously like intimidating if you yeah. have if that's if everyone looks different from you or if everyone is a lot older and a lot more experienced and you feel like you're not you don't have that much to say but i would just like don't hold back because there's so many like especially um, women that have made it and there's a reason you are in that job right and there's a reason you're in that role and there's a reason people right. trust you with that responsibility so just show them 
and don't hold back and there's nothing wrong with being really ambitious and just going for it and there's like i like my biggest nightmare we're actually doing a huge campaign this month on ambition and likability right because there's this negative correlation about being liked and being ambitious as, as yeah. a woman in the workplace and um i i hate that with like all my guts because especially athletes right especially people that have this like little sports drive in them i feel like the sport really brings that out of you right that that ambition right. and that courage but also obviously everyone else that's not an yeah. athlete yeah. but um don't be afraid of that especially for women like don't don't shy away from that ambition follow that ambition and just go after what you want it's a, it's a great advice i think it really sums up you know this conversation along with what sanguine like stands for right sort of like you know building that confidence um and like i mean like not necessarily building the confidence but like you know elevating <laughs> elevating the confidence uh of women out there and, and and be confident you know and like believe in yourself and like all the stuff that you're doing it's, it's for a reason it's because you prove value you know you're you're doing your part and, and and that's why you're there you know it's like everything happens for a reason and it's about creating value um wherever you are and in your journey um and and i mean like with with that Svenja, i think i think i'm just gonna thank you so much for for taking the time and for sharing your story uh with us and uh you know with every video every little thing we do we always fi finish with yisnakis which, there you go you know it's perfect <laughs> all right <laughs> thank you so much for now we'll, thank uh, you so much for having me absolutely it's our pleasure and i wish you all the best for 2021 and many many years and we'll we'll stay in touch very soon